Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Facilitation Week. We're talking about one of the favorite things I like to do, which is facilitation. And maybe in today's virtual world, you'll be getting more opportunities to facilitate meetings or events as well. Um, I feel like there's a certain democratization now that we're virtual, where maybe in person they wouldn't trust just anyone to do facilitation. But now we got to spread the love around and, and you may be getting asked to do facilitation duties much more um, than before, even if it's not formally called facilitation, whenever you're hosting a movie, uh, hosting a movie, <laughs> whenever you're hosting a meeting um, or in charge of something like that, you are effectively facilitating, especially when you're not the only one talking, right? If you have to engage other people or there's a guest speaker or you're switching roles, you will be facilitating. So today, our facilitation topic is good surprises versus bad surprises. And Good surprises are good, and bad surprises are not so good for facilitation. So what could be considered a good surprise in facilitation? So I'm going to just share two, although there are many more. Um, anything that's good or will be considered good by your audience qualifies for this topic. And the reason why um, good surprises work is because it gets people more engaged, gets their attention levels up. Um, and here's the thing, over the course of time, if you strategically have good surprises here and there, it will help keep the continuity of the meeting. Um, you certainly don't want to um, have everything at the front end or maybe, um, you know, have people get bored and then try to like spring it at the end. It may be too late. Um, you can be intentional about when you have these surprises. Now, um, one type of good surprise is novelty, Right. Are you doing, saying, introducing something new that is not obvious to the person or maybe not obvious to them in this context? That makes people curious. It makes people more engaged and it makes it more likely for your facilitation to be successful. Uh, another second way uh, to describe a good surprise is delight. Are you delighting people, right? If you said everyone on this call is going to get a free such and such, you know, name something really nice uh, that they all want. Wow, people are going to be like, amazing. It's like that whole Oprah thing where she's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. I mean, your facilitation is done. If you're giving away cars, you're good. <laughs> okay, maybe that's an oversimplification. But uh, you know what I mean. When you really delight people, um, your facilitation is going to go much better. So that's a good surprise. They didn't expect to get it. They didn't earn it or deserve it or, you know, particularly, you know, want it at the time, but you delighted them by giving it to them. Now, let's look at the flip side of the coin. Bad surprises. These are things um, it's better to avoid because it'll hurt your chances of having a successful facilitation. So the first is rudeness, right? So you don't want to be rude. Sometimes people will be rude, um, you know, on a call or in your facilitation, you don't want to respond with rudeness because other people, people being rude while surprising isn't totally unexpected, but you as the facilitator, as the professional, as the keeper of this particular event, it will be a bad surprise if you respond to rudeness with aggression and rudeness. Um, we have um, an acronym we use in our house that my son 
um, came up with. It's called CRAP, C-R-A-P, right? Calm, C-R, respectful, A-P, always polite. And what we like to say is when people give you crap, you give them crap right back. So, uh, you know, no matter uh, what they're doing to try to knock you off your game, uh, you respond with being calm, respectful, and always polite. Now, of course, I'm assuming there's no overriding reason that that shouldn't be the case. In most cases, you can be calm, respectful, always polite, and you're not putting anyone in danger or your career in danger. In fact, you could be enhancing it. But that's not always the case, so I just want to give you the, the, the full context. Um, another bad surprise is choppiness, right? Starting and stopping, you know, going too long and then too short, taking unexpected breaks or interrupting people right in the middle of a good story. You're like, oh, we're running out of time. We got on our break and you shut it down. Any sort of choppiness will also be bad for your facilitation. The metaphor I like to use too is um, people won't feel that you know what you're doing as a facilitator if you're choppy. Uh, imagine you're driving behind someone and they're supposed to get you to the destination and as they come to a turn, they turn their right blinker on and then they switch to their left and they switch to their right and then they switch to their left and then they make a right turn, right? I mean, how much confidence are you going to have in following them or getting you to the right place and how much more stressful is it going to be following them even if they do eventually with GPS these days, it's you know less likely to happen, but get you to the right place. So good surprises, good, let's try to have more of those, and bad surprises, bad, let's try to limit those. So what I'd love for you to do today is the next time you have to facilitate or even just be in a meeting uh, with other people, what are some good surprises you can bring in, and how can you be more aware or wary of bad surprises to really um, heighten your impact elevate your presence as well as the perception of you as a person who has outsized leadership and executive presence. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, you can change your life. Oh, that's the wrong one. Well, you can change your life one connection at a time. That's my Connection Counselor. And as Executive Presence Morsels, what I always like to say, remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear that generates executive presence. It's how you make people feel. Thank you. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been preparing for this your entire life. Your blood, sweat, and tears have truly paid off and brought you to this moment. You are highly skilled, highly recommended, and highly motivated. You step into the arena and suddenly... Oh, come on. Not this again. Ever show up someplace you're supposed to be, deserve to be, ready to excel, only to be met by a person who is surprised you're you 
and not someone else? Most leadership training for underrepresented professionals doesn't address the unique context of being in an environment where your advancement is still considered an anomaly. The Thrive Guide is designed to deliver strategies to address your unique challenges, such as overcoming negative preconceptions, how to get the best opportunities, dealing with disrespectful behavior, and more. By the end of this course, you'll have a guide to thrive, not just in some promise tomorrow, but wherever you choose to be today. Let's get thriving. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Facilitation Week, where we talk about different principles and approaches you can have to make your next facilitation be the best it can be. So today we're going to talk about the concept of learning and forgetting. Learn and forget. Now, all of us know how to do this already. All of us understand this principle and wouldn't argue with it. However, many of us, even people who've been facilitating and delivering training for a long time, struggle with applying this to delivering facilitation. And that is the principle of learning and forgetting. Now, what do I mean by that? So let me... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel. So.